0: Alice Baxter and crying at the discotheque. Something that's happened to you in the past, is it? <laughs> Not
1: crying, no.
0: Dancing around your handbag? <laughs> Something like that. And the extended version of Chic and Everybody Dance to start the hour. Now, almost £19 billion pounds in old UK banknotes are still being used six months before paper 20s and 50s stop being legal tender. Got any hanging about?
1: I certainly haven't, though.
0: No. Paper £10 and £5 banknotes have already been withdrawn, while paper £20 and £50 notes can't be used after the 30th of September. They've been replaced with new plastic notes with a series of security features, uh, but the Bank of England said it will continue to swap old notes for their face value. There are also £105 million of old £1, point count, uh, £1 coins in circulation, according to Royal Mint. I've, I've got a few of those. Uh, Details of the cash still circulating or hiding in homes was revealed in a Freedom of Information request by BBC Wales. Uh, The Bank of England said 775 million paper bank notes remain in circulation, 113 million paper £5 notes, 73 million paper £10 notes, uh, 360 million paper £20 notes and 209 million paper £50 notes. You know you're doing well if your wallet's full of 50s, don't you? Now, the paper £5 notes were withdrawn in May 2017 and the paper £10 notes in March 2018 since when they've not been a legally accepted means of payment. The round £1 coin was demonetised at midnight on the 15th of October 2017. In addition to the paper cash, the Royal Mint said around 105000000 million old-style £1 coins have not been returned. Out of the 1.6 billion that have been returned, around 1.45 million were counterfeits. Oh dear. And the round £1 pound coin was replaced by the 12-sided version in October 2017 to crack down on counterfeiting. The old-style coin can still be deposited at high street banks, but can't be spent in shops. According to the Royal Mint, a company wholly owned by the UK Treasury. About 138 million round one-pound coins were melted down to make some of the new ones. Now, the new plastic £50 note has a security feature. Now, the polymer £50 note featuring the portraits of Alan Turing entered circulation on the 23rd of June 2021, meaning the bank's entire collection of currently printed banknotes is made of plastic. I think I've got a couple of old 20s hanging about. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, Now, I met a couple of ladies who absolutely love Ed Sheeran. Yesterday, so I'm not going to play his record. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, for Trish, and also for Martha, who's going to see Ed Sheeran in Paris. Lucky you. Bronson Stones in Stockholm, mm. but that's just between you and me. It's overpass graffiti. The Press Review is brought to you by BMW Côte d'Azur. Now, the Guardian says that Joe Biden's ambassador to the United Nations warned on Sunday there was little immediate hope of a negotiated end to the war in Ukraine as pressure continues to build on the US president ahead of a crucial NATO summit in Europe this week. Uh, Biden, who faces growing dissatisfaction over his approach to the war, will travel to Brussels on Thursday and then on to Poland. It was announced on Sunday night. He'll hear a proposal from Poland for NATO to send a peacekeeping force into Ukraine, something Linda Thomas-Greenfield said was unlikely. thomas Greenfield was reacting on CNN's State of the Union to an interview with Vladimir Zelensky, in which the Ukrainian president told the same network only talks would end the war and its devastating toll on civilians. Now we have to use any format, any chance to have the possibility of negotiating or talking to Putin, Zelensky said. If these attempts fail, that would mean that this is a third world war.
1: In this morning's Figaro, 10 years after France was rocked by a series of Islamist shootings targeting Jewish children and French soldiers, President Emmanuel Macron on Sunday joined two of his predecessors, Nicolas Sarkozy and François Hollande, along with the Israeli president in Toulouse for a ceremony to remember the victims. Seven people were killed in March 2012 when radicalized scooter killer Mohamed Maha opened fire on uniformed soldiers before fronting up at a Jewish school where he shot dead a rabbi and his two children. He then turned his weapon on a third child. The shooting spree, the first of a wave of terrorist attacks that have since traumatized France, began on the 11th of March in the southwestern city of Toulouse.
0: And uh, Develt says that Russia's war against Ukraine is entering its fourth week. Apart from the news of fighting and victims, there are reports of talks between the governments in Moscow and Kiev. Having met a few times in person in Belarus, the negotiating are now talking via video link. So far to no avail. Uh, Vladimir Putin said he will not give up his plan until his key demands are met.
1: And in the Parisian, the French resort of Biarritz has long proved a popular holiday destination. However, local officials this month passed through new rules to block the development of Airbnb and holiday lets in 24 towns and villages across the region, including in Biarritz. Uh, From June, landlords who want to let a second home for holiday stays will need to provide an equivalent property to rent for the whole year in the same town or village.
0: BBC World Service News is next the press review brought to you by bmw miss premium motors by avenue can bmw store monaco and JPV fresh boost your business with the electrified range by bmw find all the bmw business drive offers at your car dealer the magnificent monday morning pop quiz
1: yes i just wondered why we said give up the ghost I
0: don't know. give up the ghost
1: yeah where, where does it come from
0: give up the ghost.
1: You said it's given up the ghost.
0: What's given up the ghost?
1: You said the Monaco Tunnel's given up the ghost.
0: No, I didn't. You did? Oh,
1: did I? <laughs> I, I just I wondered did, why yes, we... Sorry. I know the expression. Um, I just that. Well, I would think it would be same,
0: some kind of religious connotation, as in when you when you die, your spirit leaves your body, giving up the ghost. Uh, okay. I, d- I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't okay, know. Good, That's just good, a wild good. guess. I'll, I'll go with that. OK. Question number one. On this day in 1981... Rio Speedwagon went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with the group's first top 40 hit and first number one and number seven hit in the U.K. What was it?
0: Keep on Loving You, was it? It
1: certainly was. Not one of your favourites, then. Smash
0: you nicely. Rio Speedwagon, mate.
1: (laughs) Question number two. On this day in 1994, Bruce Springsteen won an Oscar for which song? Uh, Streets of Philadelphia. Correct. And on this day in 1973, the BBC banned all teeny popper, bopper acts appearing on UK TV show Top of the Pops after a riot following a David Cassidy performance. Uh, can you give me one of David Cassidy's hits of no, that year? No, I can't, actually. Yes, you can, because they're all in your category. What do you mean they're all in my category? I went and I checked whether there was any David Cassidy, Cassidy well, and it's all in your category. Occasionally they've been requested None on Feel Good Friday. My, yeah, well, they're not in my category. They're in your category. <laughs> Go um, on, name one of them I can't Oh, you must know no, one I, David Cassidy hit. i never
0: ever bought a David Cassidy record You've downloaded them
1: for the Feel yeah. Good Friday yeah, but
0: It doesn't mean I can remember what they're called, <laughs> does it? Um, something about loving you or something, I don't know
1: Daydreamer was the one I was Oh, yeah, yeah Okay Right. give you two out of three then.
0: <laughs> well, you have to give me two out of three because I got them oh, both yeah, right Oh I yeah, mean, I'm not
1: giving you three <laughs> out of three
0: well, from Ed Sheeran to David Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, can get
1: worse?
0: The Ed Sheeran of yesteryear. <laughs> or possibly oh, he
1: was lovely, slightly David more Cassidy. talented. He was very good friends with John Lennon. Was he? Yes.
0: It's no accounting for taste. Riviera
2: Radio. Business.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. Which particular football team are you supporting this week? I'm still sticking with Chelsea. We're still
3: doing okay, despite the problems. And I, I see some of the guys around the village. So, um, yeah, I think I'll stick with them at the
0: moment. Until Liverpool are on the verge of doing the quadruple, in which case you'll switch allegiance Do you think Liverpool,
3: Liverpool going to win it this year? Ne- your, never been done view? before,
0: has it? All four oh, all four trophies. Yeah. Uh, what are they? They're still a point or
3: two behind, I thought. Though, uh,
0: I think, one point behind Manchester City and they're playing each other on the yeah. 10th of April. Oh, big yeah. match. Uh, as far as the rugby goes... Pfft,
3: forget about it
0: yeah time for Eddie Jones to go I think don't you
3: it was a decent I don't like to call for people to resign to be honest with you it was a uh, a, a decent battle England sort of pushed them a little bit didn't they certainly in the second half but uh, a strong French team no doubt I think they won all five of their matches didn't they is it their first title since First Grand 2010? Slam since
0: 2010. OK. So that's not yeah. a very good attitude, you know, you who's hoping to climb to the top of the Barclays tree, you're going to need a few people to resign, you know, to make way for you at the top. No, 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 you, you build the <laughs> business
3: together, that's the important thing, not by trampling on, on those around you.
0: Well, who says anything about tram- trampling? Just have a quiet word, you know. <laughs> you're no longer required.
3: That
0: sort of thing. That sort of thing, yeah. All right. Markets. um, Well, you know, I don't know if we should be pleased that the markets are rising, but, I mean, there have been some good gains over the last few days. But, I mean, the overall picture is a complete mess, and it's very volatile, and you can't be sure that they're going to hang on to those gains.
3: That's true. Investors stepped back uh, from panic mode, at least, last week, I guess, to focus on the uh, diplomacy progress that's being made or not made in Ukraine and digest the latest policy deliberations from central bankers. Global risk sentiment eased on reports that Russia and Ukraine are making tentative progress on a peace accord that could be established around the concept of Ukraine accepting a permanent state of neutrality, committing not to joining NATO and agreeing not to host military bases or weaponry. Ukraine would also have to accept, one, one would suggest, the uh, Russian control of Crimea, the independence of those two separatist regions. Any agreement would probably need to be accompanied by a security guarantee it's underwritten by Western governments. Hopes of a resolution did provide a boost to risk sentiment, equity market surge, oil leads back, although Brent still $111 a barrel this morning, and bond yields rose. We spent a great deal of time discussing the importance of being and staying invested, how timing markets is a difficult game to play, and recoveries can indeed be very swift. No better example of that than that remarkable rebound we saw in equity markets during the course of last week. Stock 600 was up 5.4%, registering its best week since November 2020. The index has now erased the 9% losses wrapped up at the start of the invasion. Very similar picture over on Wall Street. The S&P 500 is up 6.2%. In terms of bond markets, 10-year Treasury yield rose to 2.14%. Yields have registered their largest two-week gain since November 2016 and are up 10 out of the past 13 weeks as markets react to, of course, those uh, policy deliberations coming through from the Federal Reserve. We now expect a further six hikes during the course of this year, marking seven for 2022 and a further two more in 2023. So bond yield certainly reacting to that. Opening calls on the European forces this morning, looking at slight, well flat to slightly weaker, um, down around about 0.13%. Tony Coyne, footsie up six points, but the Dax over in Frankfurt down seven points.
0: OK, I mean, you say that uh, there are tentative signs of a, of a peace agreement, but it doesn't seem that way um, as far as Vladimir Putin goes. He's still going on about wanting to denazify Ukraine and lots of other stupid things. But, um, you know, we're going to have to get used to a new world order, aren't we? Because he's not going to give up. And even if there is a peace accord, it's going to be a new Cold War uh, dividing the East and West. So yeah. markets are going to have to fact that, factor that in and also learn to live without uh, Russian oil and gas.
3: Yeah, I think that's right. And we're starting to see, I think, uh, countries looking at ways in which they can reduce their, uh, their exposure to Russian gas. We've heard from Germany today saying they've done a deal with... Qatar um, to to improve some of those uh, supply links there. We saw Boris Johnson on a trip to the Middle East during the course of last week. I'm not entirely sure what that achieved in terms of uh, tangible agreements around energy, but he's talking about ramping up renewables. The one thing that you can say as a result of this, well, two things you can say is number one, the Russian economy is going to go through a very, very difficult time and a steep recession as an economic crisis and the living standards of the people there will be hit for, for many years to come. The second thing is it's a wake up call for the West in terms of reducing its reliance on Russian oil and the need to, uh, to focus, I guess, on renewables and alternatives
0: uh asian markets are very volatile as you mentioned at the start and uh, chinese equities in particular but you still think there's some opportunity there
3: well chinese stocks are certainly set on a wild ride during the course of last week as investors experienced double-digit gy- gyrations A range of factors appeared to unnerve investors, including concern that China would face sanctions if it provided military assistance to Russia, something, of course, that Chinese officials have denied. China continues to pursue this zero-COVID strategy that resulted in a renewed lockdown in some of its key regions. Fears over the country's regulatory crackdown as well, which may seek to reduce the power, the profits of the big tech operators, part of the government's common prosperity doctrine. There are also worries that some Chinese tech firms could be forced to delist from the US markets for failing to meet SEC transparency requirements. However, sentiment turned as the State Council vowed to keep capital markets stable, support overseas stock listings, said it was having a good dialogue with the US regarding ADRs, promised to implement measures to handle risks for property developers. They also stated that the regulatory review that's been overhanging the tech sector will end soon, though failed to offer a timeline. We do think that the outlook for Chinese equities remains supportive. Valuations are attractive. Earnings growth still looks very robust. Policymakers, unlike elsewhere in the world, have moved to this easing bias. Uh, They did that in the second half of last year and expected to cut policy rates further from here and boost credit expansion. And its long-term growth profile remains robust. It makes that transition to becoming a sustainable, high-tech domestic consumption-led economy. So we do indeed think that Chinese equities could be a solid performer in the second half of the year, but that does assume, of course, that uh, the promised support is indeed forthcoming.
0: And uh, you'll be looking for a new motor now. Your Audi's finally bitten the dust. I can't believe someone gave you 400 quid for it, but uh, maybe a Volkswagen. Uh, they could do... It. They could I, do. <laughs> what? I'll tell you, I was quite pleased with the
3: £400, quite frankly. Then I realised actually I had half a tank full of uh, diesel, and that was probably the majority of that price but i was sad to see the the aldi go but uh, we'll see what it's replaced with uh to say vw moving on (laughs) sold two million fewer cars in 2021 due to a shortage of semiconductors the automaker warned that ongoing supply bottlenecks high commodity prices and the russia ukraine conflict could hit growth during the course of this year vw said that part supply and raw material problems have been exacerbated by russia's invasion of ukraine which has caused prices of materials that are key to car production like nickel and palladium to soar. Still, the company reported rising revenue across all major regions during the course of 2021, including Asia Pacific, where VWT 16% market share in China. But the global impact that you see in terms of sales across its brands, remember VW and Porsche and Audi in Skoda declined by 6.3% which was a 10-year low of 8.6 million vehicles. In terms of the outlook for this year, VW expects deliveries to rise between 5 and 10% and boost revenue between 8 and
0: 13%. Foreign exchanges, please.
3: Pound against dollar coming in at 1.31 and a half this morning. Euro dollar 110. You're going to get 1 euro 19 cents for your British
0: pound this morning. Thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Hank and Barkley. The local news brought to you by the Caisse d'Epargne Monaco Business Centre, a banking branch of the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, assisting companies and real estate professionals at 27 Boulevard des Moulins in Monaco. Find out more at CECAZ, That's CECAS monaco.com.
1: On FM and DAB plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio, with the latest local news for the south of France.
0: Sarah Lys has the top stories across the Riviera.
1: Monaco has released an emergency aid of €150,000 for Ukraine. Following a televised speech by Prince Albert II of Monaco last week, the Minister of State, Pierre D'Artoux, gave an update on the establishment of a coordination unit dedicated to welcoming and supporting refugees from the war in Ukraine and announced the release of emergency financial assistance. About 30 Ukrainian nationals are in Monaco. That's in addition to the 171 residents. Those arriving are invited to report to the Department of Public Security in a one-stop reception point to register their arrival. While many arrive in the Altmarad team department and in the Paca region, Monaco has ensured a permanent dialogue and coordination with France and is willing to issue renewable temporary residence permits as well as the creation of a coordination cell with authorities and the Monegasque Red Cross to ensure that the housing, social and educational needs of Ukrainian nationals is met. Meanwhile, thanks to a citizen's initiative, Ukrainian refugees have arrived in Draguignon. A Sunday saw the town in the VAR welcome 43 refugees who had travelled nearly 1,700 kilometres. In other news this Monday morning, two people have been injured in a road accident on the Promenade des Anglais in Nice. The accident occurred in front of the Radisson Hotel westbound on Sunday afternoon, shortly after 2.30pm. One of the victims was taken to A&E. A traffic was severely disrupted as emergency services intervened. Following Emmanuel Macron's presentation of his political programme last Thursday in the run-up to the presidential elections, it was the turn of far-left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon on Sunday afternoon as he presented his programme at his meeting at the Place de la République in Paris. Mélenchon denounced the strict obedience to authority of the current head of state's five-year term, saying that he would call for an amnesty for all convicted yellow vests, as well as guarantee and ensure the reclassification and compensation of victims of police violence, and that he would also reintegrate those caregivers who are not vaccinated against COVID. Meanwhile, former far-right member of the National Front elected in the Vaucluse, Marion Maréchal, who has joined far-right Eric Zemmour for his presidential campaign, has expressed her concerns speaking to French media on Sunday on the demographic curve of France, saying that she fears an African France by 2060, adding that if the current curve continues, the natives of France will be a minority within the next 40 years. Maréchal underlined that African cultures are completely respectable but that France would bear the same name but would no longer be the same. And according to an IFOP survey, discrimination in France is at its strongest in the workplace, particularly at a job interview. The survey, published today to coincide with International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination, showed that 16% of those questioned are claimed to have been discriminated against because of where they live, their origins, as well as their religious beliefs. 15% claim to have been victims of derogatory remarks on their physical appearance, such as their hairstyle, outfit or sex. The FNAC FNAC rather darty group have announced that they are to join forces with Apple to become the first authorised repairer of iPhones and iPads. The exclusive partnership signed with the Apple brand makes the Fnac Darty Group the f- first third-party repairer of certain Apple products. Uh, the new service will be available from June and will rely on the network of WeFix smartphone repair stores, in which Fnac and Darty invested in 2018. WeFix has its own shops, but is also accessible in Fnac and Darty stores. The legendary Harley Davidson of the late French singer Johnny Holliday has sold for a record amount at auction in Paris. Estimated at between 50 and 250,000 euros, the bike was the subject of a 10-minute battle between bidders before being sold for nearly 480,000 euros to an anonymous buyer. Finally, OGC Nice have been knocked out of the League R after losing last night at the Velodrome Stadium against the Olympique de Marseille 2-1. Meanwhile, Sunday saw AS Monaco beat an uninspiring PSG 3-0. Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Aston Martin-Kern, your new exclusive dealer on the French Riviera
0: congested around the Monaco. Tunnel also eastbound in the central Nice east area and uh, quite slow around the Cannes area in both directions. moyen is very busy coming into Monaco. basque is slow around Marla, then again in Cap-Dye. Uh, the Voirapide in Nice is looking slow between Fabra and Santa and also through the eastbound tunnel now. Uh, Penetron, that's uh, slowed down a lot since we last mentioned it. It's coming down from Mujans the most way. Train's okay, nothing to report at Nice, Cotier Airport. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Aston Martin Can. A Chopin Automobile Group dealership, 235 Rue du Canet in Moujin. Find out more at astonmartincan.com. Riviera Radio, Sports News. Formula One, Ferrari scored their first 1-2 since 2019 as Charles Leclerc won the season opening Bahrain Grand Prix on Sunday with teammate Carlos Sainz second and Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes third. An intriguing battle for the lead between Leclerc and world champion Max Verstappen ended when the Dutchman's Red Bull suffered a power failure, forcing him out of the race with Sergio Perez in the second Red Bull suffering similar problems and the team scoring no points. Lewis Hamilton made the best of an uncompetitive car to finish on the podium and score valuable points as Mercedes seek to sort out their aerodynamic problems. The next race is the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in Jeddah next weekend, with the sign suggesting that Ferrari will be able to make a sustained challenge for the World Championship this season. Well, I hope Leclerc does well. You remember when we met him a couple of years ago? Yes,
1: I do. Very
0: nice. He's a really nice guy. Uh, football, the draws be made for the semi-finals of the FA Cup in England. Chelsea will play Crystal Palace and Manchester City will play Liverpool. Phew! <laughs> Both games played at Wembley Stadium next month. I think we got the kindest draw there, no uh, disrespect well, to Crystal Well, it's going to be
1: a blockbuster April for Liverpool and Klopp, isn't it? We only beat Forrest 1-0 yeah, yesterday, Yeah, You wait, you? you wait. Oh, hold on. Quadruple seven games in 22 days that we haven't lost. Excuse yeah, but you only me. beat
0: Forrest 1-0 yesterday. But it's still a win. But they're in the championship.
1: That's OK. We've got it <laughs> under control.
0: Here's more from
2: BBC Sport.
1: BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier
2: League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. The English Premier League leaders Manchester City will face second place Liverpool in the semi-final of the FA Cup after both won their last eight ties on Sunday. The Manchester City midfielder Kevin De Bruyne says they are focused on winning silverware this season.
0: How well, we want to win every competition we we enter but you know we we've, we've been a couple of times uh, in the semi-finals and we we lost that once so uh, we're very happy and privileged that we
2: can go go again and hopefully we'll win this time. Crystal Palace were 4-0 winners over struggling Everton and will face Chelsea in a London derby in the other semi-final. But the Eagles boss Patrick Vieira says winning the trophy isn't in his thoughts. I don't think about it at all because we just went one step forward. There's still uh, a lot to do so we want to enjoy the day because it's um, a really good achievement for, for the football club. The players deserve a lot of credit because today they played well and they played as a, as a team. It is a really good day for the football club. Son-Hug Min scored twice as Tottenham overcame West Ham 3-1 to close in on the Premier League's top four, with Champions League qualification a realistic target according to the Spurs boss Antonio Conte. Uh, we have this ambition, uh, the ambition to try to, to stay in, uh, uh, in the race for the fourth place. Before my arrival this target uh, it seems very difficult to reach but now and I think after uh, five five months that we are working we know we know that uh, in every game now we are ready to fight to fight and to try to get your points. And in Sunday's other Premier League match Leicester City were 2-1 winners over Brentford and move into the top half of the table. And for more football news from the BBC go to bbc.com forward slash football.
1: BBC Premier
0: League update from the home of Premier League football. So you really think
1: the quadruple is on, do you? Certainly do.
0: That's confident. Yeah. That's very confident. Uh, In the English Premier League on Sunday, Leicester beat Brentford 2-1 and Spurs beat West Ham 3-1. In the Scottish Premiership, Rangers were 2-1 winners at Dundee. Rugby Union, France, looked like they're in with a real chance of winning next year's World Cup as they secured their first Six Nations Grand Slam since 2010 in Paris against England on Saturday night. France were falsely good for England, leaving questions over the future of Eddie Jones. Ireland finished as runners-up after securing the Triple Crown thanks to a 26-5 victory over Scotland. While there are questions being asked about the future of the Wales coach Wayne Pivak as his side were beaten 22-21 by Italy. In
1: Cardiff. You weren't expecting that, were you? Because you went Wales against Italy, blah, blah, blah.
0: I don't think anyone was expecting that. Uh, It's time for Eddie Jones to go, though. Adios, Eddie. Let's get somebody in before the World Cup. Cricket, the second test between West Indies and England in Bridgetown, Barbados, has ended in a draw. West Indies ended day five on 135 for five in their second innings when play ended. You know, the series is tied at 0 0 with one test to play. And in tennis, Rafael Nadal has lost for the first time this year as he was beaten in the final at Indian Wells. Nadal lost 6-4, 7-6 to Taylor Fritz, who becomes the first American player to win Indian Wells since Andre Agassi in 2001. Nadal looked out of sorts in the final and made 34 unforced errors during the match. Here's the marine weather forecast for coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore the El Marisim in the bar. The general situation is a depression 1010 millibars stationary over southwestern Portugal and a large anticyclone 1047 millibars over the Baltic. Uh, winds are easterly force 4 to 6, the sea is moderate, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at Saint-Jean-Cap-Ferrat 1032 millibars. And the Alec for Tuesday, clear skies, force 3 to 5 easterly winds, slight to moderate seas, and good visibility. For North Corsica, winds are northeasterly, force 5 to 6, the sea is moderate, visibility is good. Barometric pressure at CapCourse, 1,031 millibars. And the Alec for Tuesday, clear skies, force 3 to 5 easterly winds, slight to moderate seas, and good visibility. The weather forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Clear skies today, but so uh, that moderate to strong uh, easterly winds still persisting. Top temperature fifteen degrees. Overnight lows five to seven degrees with clear skies. Tuesday, Wednesday, clear skies, moderate easterly winds. Highs of fourteen to sixteen degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit CamperAndNicholson's.com. Finally.
1: A survey has shown that a third of young adults snatch time for a nap most days, while only one in ten over 60s has a regular snooze. Across all ages, a third of the 1,000 respondents in the survey admitted they had trouble sleeping at least three times a week and felt permanently tired, as they say, that the, the young are feeling wearier. wearier. Well,
0: young people do need more sleep.
1: Yeah, but not napping in the afternoons. Why not? I never used to. Do you used to nap in the afternoons?
0: But nap any chance I can.
1: Yeah, you do now, but not before. Um, i always... I remember when my children started school in France and that was the thing, wasn't it? They put them in afternoon nap and my mother would come over and say, you don't need to do that, take them out. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's
0: pretty civil. You know, after a large lunch, I mean, it's good
1: to sort of... I know, but not teenagers.
0: Maybe not. No. I remember um, when I used to play rugby at school in the mornings. On the Saturday, we used to have a match on the Saturday morning, and I finished. That I was absolutely poleaxed. Oh, and you'd have a nap, would you? Sometimes, oh. you know, in all civilized countries like Spain, you know, they have an afternoon siesta. Yes, this is true. This is true. I think it's very good for you. I mean, you shouldn't sleep too long. I mean, twenty minutes is about maximum time.
2: Yeah, that's
1: the
0: catch. Time, isn't it? If you, and actually, if you do sleep for longer in the afternoon, it could be signs that you're not uh, not very well. Altogether. So if you are sleeping a lot in the afternoon, go and see the doctor. He'll tell you to wake up. You're up to date. The news is on the website, RivieraReddit.mc. Oh my goodness! Oh. Oh, you're all right, really. And she's off. Uh, Nathan. Brother
2: Beyond. The I try. Another from Sarah Lissit's <laughs> boy band collection. <laughs>